Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. He's like, I try to just blot out the eighties. That's that. I try to erase what, that. What blot out the eighties? What were you six? Uh, I was actually not born yet. Class is in. Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns, broadcasting from the campus southeastern Louisiana University down here in an unbelievably cold southeastern Louisiana University. It's Polar Vortex there, Monique. I know. Polar Vortex. You know what's going to happen this coming Thursday? What's that? Freezing temperatures. Thank God. So we have to go out and put the little plastic cup or the little styrofoam cup over top of our outside faucets Mm -hmm. because that protects us. Yeah. Styrofoam cup safe, no styrofoam cup not safe. But freezing in Louisiana is what? 30. 30, yeah. Mm-hmm. Styrofoam cups safe. I don't know why we just don't put styrofoam cups on our own head. <laughs> Folks, this is a special rock school show here because we are surrounded by students. We have an entire gaggle of them here in the studio with us. Two of them are on mic right now. What's your name, young man? Ryan Berthelot. And you are? I am Tyree Dove. Okay, Tyree Dove and Ryan Berthelot. Now, both of you do have to speak up a little bit. The microphones will not jam themselves into your mouth. Why are they here? I am teaching a class this semester called... The history of rock music and its impact on society and... I know, you want to take it. Let's be honest. I want to take See, it. you want to take it. Come on. The students, as part of their grade, were to put together a rock school radio show, and here they are. Now, you've only heard two so far. There are three other in the studio, and we'll rotate them up to the microphone. And again, mm-hmm. gentlemen, speak up. The microphones won't bite. What is the topic? You want to tell? What's the topic there? We are going to be talking about uh, the MTV Music Awards. Yes, but specifically what? Um, famous rock moments throughout the MTV Music Awards. When it goes to heck, basically. Basically. Oh, yeah, when it yeah. goes to heck. Moments. <laughs> you know, not always. Some of these are actually great performances. You just can't, um, you just know. can't get away you, from yeah, it. Yeah, you can't get sure. away from it eventually. All right, so let's talk about one of them. Which one do you want to talk about? Do you have one in mind? I think we started in 2002 with Moby. Um, with Moby. What happened with Moby? Something very awkward. Uh, for reasons unknown still to this day, Eminem decides that he wants to go after Moby. Um, who has he not wanted to fight? <laughs> Me. You, so okay. Um, okay, what, what's wrong? Why did Eminem want to punch Moby? Reasons we have no idea why. I um, still remember I mean, Moby was sitting in the audience and he said something like, shut up, old man, I will punch a man with glasses. Something like that. And then when he got on stage, he ended up mentioning something along the lines of, uh, that little girl Moby threw me off my flow when he was giving his uh, acceptance speech. I don't even know what that means. I don't understand either. Uh, apparently, apparently, like, um, he flipped Moby the bird. And then said, uh, after while accepting his award, he called him DJ. He called him like DJ, little girl, and threatened to hit a man with glasses. This is how you know Eminem's a classy individual. He is. <laughs> He's a know. fantastically oh, yeah. classy individual. Yeah, just, what song are we going to play by Moby? I'm playing Moby's Flower. Fantastic. I wouldn't play Eminem because if he did, I wear glasses. And he would punch this little girl <laughs> with glasses. It's Moby Flower here on Rock School. But first, a clip of what happened on the MTV Music Awards. Yeah, I brought me a list. I wasn't finished writing it. The, the little Moby girl threw me out of my zone for a minute. My manager, Paul. All my attorneys 
my production staff, Steve, Louie, keep booing. Keep booing, little girl. I will hit a man with glasses. Coming out of Moby Flower here on the Rock School Radio Show with the students in the studio, Mr. Dub, Mr. Bertha Lotz. So I have a question. Go ahead. Who doesn't want to punch Moby? I don't want to punch Moby. I, I wouldn't mind it. He might I'm punch me back. He's we a nice man. Yeah, he's, we were saying we were saying off air that you couldn't go after Eminem, even if you thought you could take Eminem. How large of a posse does he normally have with him? Mm. There were four or five four guys or five that guys. night. Sure. I mean, Brother they were all guys. bigger than I am, and I'm a, a fairly big individual. So. We say that about you often. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what's what's happening next? Let's go. Who is our next person, Mr. Dove? Who are we talking about? We are talking about Fiona Apple. Yeah. Now she gives problems everywhere she goes. Mm-hmm. What's the story, Ryan? What happened? <sighs> On well, 1997, she wins uh, Best New Artist of the Year. Okay. Besides, she's going to take her. Uh, her time, in, I guess, on the spotlight and decides to give a really heartfelt speech that starts with, this world is BS. Oh, I remember <laughs> yeah, that. Was, uh, I do epic. remember that. Yeah. And you know, you can't, I, I like it when, when celebs take on a cause celeb, if yeah. you will, but please do not tell me that things are hard for you. <laughs> you know, I know money can't buy you love, but it does improve your bargaining position. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to hear all of that. Okay, what else did she say, Ryan? I found like it was pretty cool that she actually um quoted Maya Angelou in the speech talking about how, how she would be BS and then you quote the woman who talks about well, I mean, why the, the cage, I know why the cage bird because, sings. Because right. Maya Angelou is the one that even came out and said, you know, um you have to seize your opportunities to take in the world. And that's what she was trying to get at there. You could tell, like, when she gave the actual speech, she was nervous. She was incredibly nervous about it. Um, I'm, I'm against you on this one. I think it was actually pretty heartfelt. Okay. I, I, I thought it was pretty, uh, it was a good thing to do. Uh, you know, because most of the time, if somebody swears on MTV Awards, it's to get a rise out of people. This sure. was yeah. to, she really had a message to get across, I suppose, you know? Okay. I like how he goes against his professor. Don't you realize I hold your grade in my hand, Dr. young man? Dr. Burns, you know me long ago. I'll do this every single day. For I can. I understand. I'm going to go every chance I get. you have anything else to add, Mr. Duff? Oh, no. Nothing whatsoever? <laughs> no, okay, you're just not going to step up against the grade. So it's Fiona Apple. we got a clip first, and then what are we playing by Fiona Apple? Playing Fiona Apple's Paper Bag. Paper Bag. Great song. Right here next week. I didn't prepare a speech, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad that I didn't because I'm not going to do this like everybody else does it. Um, Because everybody that I should be thanking, I'm really sorry, but I have to use this time. See, Maya Angelou said that we we as human beings at our best can only create opportunities. And I'm going to use this opportunity the way that I want to use it. So what I want to say is... Um, everybody out there that's watching, everybody that's watching this world, this world is bull. And you shouldn't model your life. Wait a second. You shouldn't model your life about what you think that we think is cool and what we're wearing and what we're saying and everything. Go with yourself. Go with yourself. I'll stand at the sky, just looking for a star to pray on or wish on.
coming out of Fiona Apple, where life is all BS, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, it, life is what you make it, right? It, it right. absolutely it must be is. Bad for her. Money she can't can buy cry happiness. In her yeah, money can't buy happiness, but mm-hmm. it can buy jet skis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I will steal jokes from Tosh Point Talking. What? What are we talking about today, Mr. Dove? What are we talking about today? Uh, Aerosmith uh, winning Best Music Video Award. Best and, and I've won that a couple times. Yeah, oh, yeah. Won it a well, times. Dr. Burns, how many times have they won it? <sighs> well, Jamie's got a gun. I know they won for that. I'm going to guess they've won it at least twice, but because you're asking me, I'm going to guess three times. Four. Four oh, times? Four times. Gosh, how, how many that? times have they been nominated? Oh, gosh, they're a darling of MTV. Mm-hmm. And um, Liv Tyler. Four, that's right. Yeah, and Liv Tyler and I can't think. What's the blonde girl's Alicia name? Alicia Silverstone. That's right. Uh, you d- 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 my head right now. Four times. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess uh, four times, and they won them all. Six. Six. Eighty nine. That was my second answer. I believe uh, 89, 90, 91, 97, 98, and two thousand and one. You're they a machine. Eighty nine and two thousand and one. Yeah, get right there on the front of the microphone, my friend. There you go. <laughs> nice shot. It's just it's hard. Okay, why do we care so much about Janie's Got a Gun? Well, it was the first time they won. That oh, was, was the it? first time okay. they didn't win. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to mention, I feel like it's their best song ever. So. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> it is a good one. I'll I buy do remember that. the video. If I get to play DJ tracks. Fred Day, that's what I'm going to play. Yeah? yeah? So why do we care? What happened at the MTV Music Video Awards that puts well, it on this show? The thing is, like I said, it's not the most um, outrageous moments. I just picked the most memorable moments also. And this is one of the memorable moments just for the fact that they've won so many times. So it's many not times. It's longevity. It's not truly uh, one particular moment in time, but the fact that they've done it for three decades now and they've been successful at these awards. And what's amazing about them is it's a second career type thing because they were dead mm-hmm. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Toxic Twins, they they destroyed the band and they went through all the career changes and came back. And if you want to say that Run DMC pulled them back into the spotlight, you can say that whether you whether you believe that or not. I mean, then they come out with the permanent vacation LP and again, start to have the hits and like you see, you know, Janie's Got a Gun comes out and they win the video for it. An entirely new generation did it. And there's all these teeny boppers that are digging on this 40-year-old guy who's singing these songs <laughs> and winning these these video awards. I mean, that's the definition of timeless in rock music, if, I, if you ask me. People yeah. like that and Tom Petty and all these people that have lasted, what, 40 years now um, can still do it. You know, that's the definition of a timeless musician to me. Yeah, and they're not catching the same flack that the Rolling Stones are catching. Stones are, you know, they're, they're zombies on stage. They're mummies <laughs> on stage. Aerosmith isn't catching that for some reason. Well, I mean, Keith Richards looks like a zombie, so that's probably has something to do with it. Yeah, well, the, they're, I guess <laughs> they're not there yet. So, so Aerosmith, Janie's got a gun right here on Rockstar. I think I'm tripping. I got a chance to sing the second verse to Milton Berle. I must be addicted to adrenaline. This is a trip. Um, I just want to tip my hat to MTV for giving the finger to all the right-wing liberals to try to unplug us.
Okay, coming into the first break here on Rock School, we've sent our two voices, I guess, of the group, the two mm-hmm. guys who will be sort of the voices of the group. We've sat them down. Like I said, this is from a class of mine, History of Rock and Roll, its impact on society. Once again, don't you want to take it? You, <laughs> we got two more people. First of all, just tell me your name. Speak right into the microphone. Don't look at me. Look to the microphone. What's your name? Jonathan Bogic. Jonathan, okay, and you are right and into I'm the Sh- microphone. What's that? And I'm Shanika Turner. Okay, good enough. These uh, these two made it real clear they're not high on going on the air, but it's part of this whole thing, and, and they have to make a point of getting their names on the air because this is going to air, and you can now tell your mom that you were on the air. So it's a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, there you go. So I uh, got the break here. You, what do you think? Are you enjoying the class? Uh, yes, I'm enjoying the class. Like I'm learning a whole lot about rock and its impact on society. Was was rock was rock your favorite music before you got into the no get in, no I'm sorry <laughs> it was small R and B and rap rap okay and jazz and what and what jazz Janice jazz oh jazz, jazz. I thought you were gonna say Janice Joplin <laughs> all of a sudden it's gonna come over there and high five you <laughs> jazz well how about you I know you weren't a rock fan at all before no, the class I am actually not a rock fan however um this this class has taught me. A lot. I still don't really listen to it as much, but I understand it more. Okay, good. So you can talk rock with some of your uh, sort of rock friends and such who walk around with the black t-shirts and all of that? Can you do a little bit more? <laughs> Probably not. No, I'm sorry about that. But, but I will listen to it. So. Okay, good. So you've been on microphone? No. Good? No, no, no. You're on, so you're on mic right now. Good? Yeah, I'm good. You're done? You want to go back and sit down? Oh, okay. You okay? All right, let's take our break. We'll be back in just a minute. We'll talk more about the MTV Music Awards. Get them off microphone there. You can see their hands just fiddling around. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, we have back on the microphone the two guys that, uh, for some reason, want to be on the microphone. Let's get the names out one more time. My students, you are? Ryan Berthwaite. You are? I am Tyree Dove. Okay, Mr. Dove, perfect name if you're going to stay in radio. Thank you. Especially if you're going into a, like a Christian radio station. Dove 104. <laughs> and in the afternoons, it's Dove. Dove on Dove. Absolutely. That's I, I, perfect. You know, the way you mentioned earlier, you were like, you know, you, we're, we're on with Dove. That sounds like something like late night. It does. Late night. Yeah, you, you should know. have that. You have that nice yeah. mellow baritone voice. You on have you. so many Jesus options, man. It's right. So many things. So much potential. <laughs> All right. This is the song that Monique wanted to hear. What's the song? Celebrity Skin by Hole. Now you said that you get this song every time you get a new car. This is the first song you play. Good oh, Lord, yes. how many new cars have you had? Quite a few. Uh, yeah, what a life you've led. <laughs> Are you at least buying They used? haven't been new. Yeah. yeah, they haven't been new. Oh, I've only okay, had one good. new car. Yeah. I haven't had one car, so I'm a little oh, I'm A little, little bit jealous? A little You're a dove, man. You can fly. <laughs> Tell the- I can fly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. We're talking about the MTV Music Awards and things that went loopy. Whole celebrity skin. My guess is we're talking about the bassist and whole. Mm. No, we're talking about Courtney Love. Go ahead. <laughs> you mentioned loopy, so Courtney Love's got to be following that. Sure. What um, happened? You know, Kurt Loder's giving an interview with Madonna. Nothing out of the ordinary. Well, Courtney Love decides that from uh, the lower, I guess, floor. I don't, floor, I don't, I don't know how to call it. Yeah. Uh, decides that she needs to get Madonna's attention severely. So starts taking yeah. things out of her purse and starts throwing at Madonna just to, I guess, get the attention. And, yeah. of course, a, a nice drunk Courtney Love decides what? to join. Nice what? <laughs> Courtney Love was drunk? 
It's, it's, so it's a tragedy. My it really entire is. worldview is it's blown. It's so hard to believe because she's such a lady. You know, <laughs> that's probably the first time she's ever been called a lady anywhere. And, you know, she mm-hmm. gets up the stairs and she's like hobbling and doing. Cause, so she's hammered. She's really drunk. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they actually had to help her into a chair when she got up there. Thank God. And she gets to sit down and she's even waving back and forth <laughs> while she's sitting down and um, slurring her words and everything and it's uh, it's pretty bad. But she's such a train wreck. It's great to watch. That's what I was going to say. Madonna, really Madonna, as professional as she is, she understood how wonderful it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't feel yeah. bad for her. Now, if you're Kurt Loder, how do y'all handle the situation you know, at all? You how love do y'all it. Do it. Yeah. You love it because yeah. you know how great it is. The interview with Madonna would have garnered audience. Mm-hmm. Not a question. You throw a drunk Courtney Love in there and you can just watch the numbers go up because, yeah. you know, this is before Twitter and this is before all of that. But obviously phones were around. Mm-hmm. Quick turn on MTV. Mm-hmm. This drunk woman, even if you don't know who she is, is on with Madonna and you, you we're waiting for, you know, the mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. So get on with her. It's complete raw journalism. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's oh, yeah. so horrible. It's beautiful. It's like a train wreck. Uh-huh. You physically can't look away. But do you feel bad when you take advantage of an opportunity like that? No. No? No. Uh-uh. That, Never so. have. I've interviewed drunk people. <laughs> and I I just, I love it. What, yeah, are, some, it, what are some of the... the, the what what are some of the things you get out of those people? Like the, the just the, com, the confessions. I feel like we're gonna get in a really weird spot with this one. I think <laughs> yeah, no, you you what you get out of them is what you can before you have to pull the pull the plug. Okay. But Courtney Love understood exactly what she was doing. All right, let's play the song. We got a little bit of a clip, and then whole celebrity skin on Rock School. Hi, Courtney. That's Courtney, everybody's favorite. Come on up. Should we let her come up? Yeah. No, don't please. Come on, Courtney. Come on up. Courtney's coming up. Well, come up. Courtney Love is in, de- in dire need of attention right now. Is she- she's throwing her compact at me. <laughs> I'll just stand over here. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. I walk in study. So we're going to pass the bottom of the hour here on Rock School, talking goofy stuff that happened during the MTV Video Music Awards. How much research did you guys do for this uh, for this show? Two and a half days worth. Good. Yeah. Who were the first two hosts of the very first MTV Video Music Awards? Did first, you run across that? I did not. Did not? It was uh, Bette Midler and the guy who everybody says I looked like. The comedian from... I've heard this my whole life. Uh, the comedian from... Um, Gabriel Iglesias. No, it's not Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> as much as I wish it was Gabriel Iglesias, it's uh, Dan Aykroyd. Really? Oh, I can see that I've a little I've been told bit. my whole life I look like Dan Aykroyd. Do you think I look like Dan Aykroyd? No, he's going to look him up in his computer. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think yeah, he has a look him up. Are you as funny as Dan Aykroyd? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Okay. I just can't see Bette Midler doing that at all. Uh, well, she was actually very good. She's she's just as body as you could as you could imagine. She used to be a burlesque performer. Ah, okay. Oh, sure. Uh, R.E.M. Talk to me about R.E.M. What happened with Rapid Eye Movement losing my religion? It wasn't even um, R.E.M. that did it. No. Um, it was Adam Yosh of the Beastie Boys. He pulled a, I guess what you can call a Kanye now, because of <laughs> uh, his whole incident with Taylor Swift. I think it was the, yeah, it was the best uh, music video director. Yeah. Um, R.E.M. had won it, and Adam Yosh, MCA, decided that it should be Spike Jones. 
Well, so he decides he's going to bum rush the stage and take over as his alter ego, Nathaniel Hornblower, who, by the way, is a extremely uh, stereotypical uh, Swedish man. Yeah, he has just a in case. I mean, he's got the you know the, the whole yodel outfit going and everything yeah, with the, the mustache and the glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, until I mean, he goes on for probably a good thirty seconds before somebody pulls him off stage. Finally. If I would have been up, if I would have been from there, I'd have been really upset. Well, the thing is, it. like, I wonder, and I didn't see it, so I wouldn't know. I wonder if people realized who it was until later, because well, if they actually knew it was MCA from right. Beastie well, Boys, they got him I mean, R.E.M. Street. just kind of sits there and looks like here's this guy bum rushing the stage. Well, I don't know that you'd want to to rush the guy if he's dumb enough to do that. Mm-hmm. What is he dumb enough to do if you want to grab him? Right, and it's entirely possible. And I, I. I I I wonder how many of these things are set up. I wonder if, you know, MCA, Yoast, said to REM beforehand, look, I'm going to do this. Do you think there's a chance that happened beforehand? I can't see that happening. Oh, you don't think so? I mean, mean, what's your motive for it? What would be the motive for, you know, telling them beforehand? We're talking about it how many years later? Right. This is true. But I mean, yeah. So I mean, I guess publicity stunts still. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, some of the things that happened on the MTV Music Awards, if it's just a straightforward thing, like you have Lord on here. We might talk about her later in the show. She dropped the S-bomb during her, during her speech. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, people were like, oh, how horrible. Again, we're talking about it how many years later? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, that was... well, one, but we will in the, <laughs> in the future. One. yeah. So it's, you know, the stuff that's nuts is what people remember. One of my, one of my favorite acceptance speeches was by Flea. He walked up to the microphone and said something to the effect of, last night I had lima beans. I had a little bit of pepper on them. They were delicious. And then he walked away. Have you ever seen him on uh, The Wild Thornberries as Donnie? Sure. He should have done that. He should have made that that voice. So, MCA Yost, he's the one that has passed away. Yes, he has. So, a little bit of a clip. R.E.M., Losing My Religion on Rockstar. This is an outrage because Spike is the director that has just... I'm from Switzerland, okay? Let me just tell everyone that. And, and since I was a small boy, I had dreamed that Spike would win this. And now this has happened. And I just want to tell everyone that this is a farce, that I had all the ideas for Star Wars and everything. Just a dream, just a All right, coming into the second break here on Rock School, and we've moved another student up in front of the microphone. You want to want to tell us all your name? Danielle Sellers. Hello. Are you a little nervous about being in front of the microphone? Yeah. I can see. You keep pushing. I, I've noticed this with ladies. They, they push their hair behind their ear as nervous as they are. You've done it about six times so far, and you've got one leg down, and it's at this weird angle, and you're tapping your foot. What's the matter? Why are you nervous about being on microphone? I don't know. It's nervous. Well, you just pushed your hair behind your ear again. Stop doing that. So, so do you know about any of these? What do you know about my Michael Jackson. This is when who played with him? Slash. Slash. There you go. Just shout him out as you know him. That's fine. And do you remember the thing that, that made everybody kind of cringe when he played with, uh, with Slash? Remember that? It was introduced by him saying, or whoever the announcer was, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jackson and his friend Slash. <laughs> like it was an MTV play date. <laughs> you got to remember, this was the guy who was the guitarist for one of the nastiest, filthiest rock bands ever. 
And Michael Jackson is not against having in people. I mean, he had Eddie Van Halen play on Beat It, mm-hmm. Dirty Diana. He had Steve Stevens from Billy Idol's band play. I mean, people will play with Michael Jackson because yeah. he will. I mean, he is a hell He's of a performer and people really do respect him. Mm-hmm. But my friend Slash. And, and Come later, along, afterthought. Right. And later, we're going to play in the sandbox and make a castle. You're going to ride the carousel at Maryland. Oh, God. That's going to be so fun. So who's your favorite group there? Out of those? No, out of anybody. Who do you listen to? Because you're in the class. Um, I listen more just like rap, rap and pop, like stuff from, I don't Well, let me ask you my big question about rap. Does rap belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No. No, why not? Because it's not rock. Because it's not rock, see? Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. But a little higher in the grade situation there. Well done. So are you are you ready to get away from the microphone and go sit down? Basically. Really? Say hi, say hi to your mom, because you're going to want her to, to listen to the show. Say hi to your mom. Hey, mom. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's take a break here in rock school. We'll get back to Well, you can't walk away. She's got up and walked right away from the microphone. Make as much chair squeak as possible. Back in a minute here in rock school. All right, coming out of the break, let's talk Van Halen. You brought him. Oh. Did you bring him just for me? Y'all wanted bonus points, didn't y'all? That's bonus points? Fantastic. I, mean, I can't think of a band I probably dislike more than Van Halen. What, <gasps> than Van Halen? Yeah. Is that, why is that, do you suppose? Um, are you saying that just to be clever, or do you, no, are you no, serious about I, I that? No, really, no, I'm, I'm serious about it. Okay, maybe I exaggerate a little bit, but I'm still not a Van Halen fan. Why is that? I think they embody hair metal, or not hair metal, but hair rock in the 80s. And Actually, just, they started it. Yeah, when 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 it got underway, they weren't called hair metal. They actually called it they the the press at the time called it teeth metal, because the the band smiled so much. Uh-huh. A lot of metal at the time was brooding and dark, and they, everybody had their heads down and Satan. Van Halen was happy and smiled and all of that, and it was for a short while called teeth metal. Huh. Yeah, not kidding, because of all of the smiling. Nah, I'm not. To not me, doesn't do it for you. To huh? me, I try to in the history of music, I try to just blot out the eighties. That's, uh, that, I try to erase what, what that. Blot out the eighties. What were you six? Uh, I was actually not born yet. So oh. thank you very much. <laughs> you don't get to blot right. out. A I'm still decade somewhat young, Doctor Burns. Uh, you don't get to blot out a decade. You didn't. What was I six? He what didn't know that who Liv here? Tyler was. No, I do. Lord of the Rings. Oh. I know her from Lord of the Rings, though. Make I don't know her from uh, Steven Tyler. Okay, go Wait ahead. On. Talk she to didn't me know about Steven Tyler though for a while. Talk to me about my favorite band, who you hate. Okay, go ahead. Most awkward to me is probably one of the more awkward moments on our list so far. Dennis Leary, um, or they, they're about to reunite at the MTV Awards. Uh, Dennis Leary decides he's going to say, um, "To introduce the award, here are three quarters of the greatest rock band of all time," <laughs> referring to David Lee Roth, right, <laughs> as the odd man out there. Um, then they go on stage, and it seems like to me, looking at it, they really didn't have much of an issue with that being said. But they go on for like two or three minutes about their reuniting instead of actually giving out the award. It was to Beck. They gave the award to Beck, to Beck. Who, I, right. who I like much better than Van Halen, by uh-huh. the way. Um, just well, you're, to, uh, you're wrong. Well, I'm, uh, yeah. of course, because I okay. am me. So yeah, go ahead. Um, he might not make it to his car. I'm just no, saying. or it's to okay. the end of the class. <laughs> sure, <laughs> go ahead. Um, but yeah, they, they lasted two or three minutes there, just kind of awkwardly 
hugging each other and talking about their reunion and all of a sudden you know wait we forgot the point we're up here right. let's, just, let's just i guess take the limelight while we have one last shot at it you know well dave wouldn't stop doing his goofy humble babula zebula boobula box stuff <laughs> he kept doing all of that yeah and and the crowd was going ballistic for them but they finally did give it away and uh they broke up that night because of a, a fight between ed and ed and dave mm-hmm which is too bad because they they created two songs for the greatest hits LP, and that could have been something more. But so, then, as being fans of the '80s, where do you rank Van Halen as a as a rock band in the '80s? As far as you know, number one, quantifying <laughs> okay. number one, okay. rock and roll was perfected when Van Halen released Panama. Everything up to it was leading to it. Everything past it is a, a pale imitation. Money, me, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, top ten probably. See? Top ten, Ooh, just mm-hmm. top ten though. I mean, that's nine bands ahead of them, you know. Yeah. She never said it was at number 10. I, I can yeah. honestly say I, I never actually gave uh, Van Halen a chance. Maybe I, maybe I know some of their music. It's time to. I'd say Guns N' Roses so? time to. I feel me. like I'm at a therapy mm. session. I'm going to put my hand on your shoulder. You know, it's time to, young you know, man. I like your, you know, I like your class, and I'll take your word for it. Yeah, see? Yeah, I'll <laughs> take the word for There's it. There's a smart man over here to my left. So, All right, Van Halen, right here on Rockstar. All right, our next presenters may very well represent three-quarters of one of the greatest rock and roll bands ever. Here, having now officially survived their own rock and roll version of the Dick York, Dick Sargent debacle, it's Van Halen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, last break here on Rock School, and we got to do it quick. Students, who are we talking about? Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Yay, we're going to end it right. Yay, we're going to play Guerrilla Radio. What happened? What do we care about at the MTV Music Awards? Again, same thing as R.E.M. and uh, MCA. They, or Rage Against the Machine interrupted Limp Biscuit, I think, for Best Rock Music Video Good. in 2000. Uh, which I don't uh, understand why Limp Biscuit's in that situation anyway, but that's not my call. Um, Limp Biscuit was really, for a short while was believed to be more of a band than they actually are. And then Fred mm-hmm. Durst showed his true colors. Yep. We can also add Fred Durst to the list of people Eminem hates. Also, if you remember the song. <laughs> a lot of people yes. dislike. Well, yes. he fell off the map, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Did it to himself. Got okay, so who, what actually happened? Uh, they're giving, or they're giving an award, Limp Biscuit is, and the drummer for Ranger Gets the Machine climbs up on the backdrop of it. Um, Hold this thing up for about five minutes or so. Fred Durst is sitting on the microphone saying, go ahead, man, jump. He's about 15 feet up. He goes, go ahead, man, jump. Just go ahead and jump off right now. We all want you to. Well, he doesn't do it. No, he's he's called back down. I remember they stopped it Mm -hmm. for a good long time because once he got up there and he he shook it around a little bit, you you wondered to yourself, can he really get down? Mm -hmm. Or is he just a little frightened? Because I think once he got up there, he kind of went, I shouldn't have done this. And then had some (laughs) trouble. Which is probably the case for most of these bloopers also. Probably shouldn't have done these. That's probably a good idea, but... I don't know. Well, he figured it out. I like guess. I said, we're still talking about it. How many years later? Publicity. Yeah. So that'll do it. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. That wraps it up. Uh, let's just go around real quick. Get everybody's name. Everybody got it. Up to the microphones. Up to the microphones. 
I'm Joe Burns. You are? Monique Gregoire. Okay, you are? Ryan Berthelot. Lean in. What's your name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, you are? Let's say Valerie Dove. Valerie Dove, you lean in. Shanika Turner. Shanika Turner, you come on in. Danielle Sellers. Okay, that was my students. That's one group. We got three more to go as the group goes along, as the class goes along. History of rock music and its impact in society. Don't you wish you were taking it? We'll finish with uh, Gorilla Radio, Rage Against the Machine. Nice job, ladies and gentlemen. Thank uh-huh. you so much. Class is dismissed. This is a, a huge surprise to be one of the world's most hated rock bands to be getting an award right now and we got a a madman that's pretty fat stage dive dude